Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David, I am here with Rob. Hello. Alistair. Evening. James. Hello. And Jamie. You alright? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> is this becoming is this becoming a bit now? Because I swear the last heavy. <laughs> I swear the last three episodes have started with Jamie going alright and David answering it very literally with no and then yes. a reason. I'm just answering the question. It's just polite. <laughs> Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, let's just fucking get started, shall we? Um so for this this very special pre Christmas episode. Rob has a present for us all. It's gift wrapped, and none of us know what's inside it. Exactly. So- it's it's a it's a gift in the German sense, in that it's poison. <laughs> it's a lovely present. I, I I think you'll all get get uh you know we'll have we'll have some laughs, we'll have some tears, and we'll all have learned something along the way. This Jamie, like- Jamie certainly will not be learning anything. Nah. <laughs> Honestly, God, this feels like a kind of starting jigsaw kind of thing. Like you know. We will all have some laughs as the puzzle is starting to unfold, and we're seeing, Wait, you know, yeah. How, how, how do you do jigsaws? <laughs> which which jigsaw are you yeah, talking about? Are you yeah, talking about like, jigsaw from saw, a, or jigsaw is in like tipping a bunch a of cardboard pieces. pieces all over the coffee table while monologuing? <laughs> <laughs> I think the gift actually comes in the form of a cube. What's in the box, Rob? Go right. on. Uh, well, first, before we get to the proper present, you know, it's always good to have a few small presents first. And the first <laughs> a few small... runner-up presents. Yeah, a few runner-up presents. And the first present I wanted to open for everybody uh, is the joy of the um, a return to an old favourite. Um, there, there is an updated report on the Ajax out. Uh, yes! <laughs> if you don't know what that is, please do listen to episode 84, uh, which is which in, which in great detail talks about uh, the MOD's effort to buy a not-tank and its many, many failures and overspendings on it. Or, as it, as or I... just imagine a clown car filled with plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you, like, don't have a couple of hours to spare. <laughs> right. So... Have, they, have, they managed to, have they managed to advance this thing beyond the point of just disintegrating soldiers into their constituent elements? No. What they've advanced onto is yelling at each other about the constituent components of the soldiers. <laughs> They're not supposed to look like that, it turns out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty much. So, um, I've just read the amazing uh, MOD paper called the Ajax, Ajax Noise and Vibration Review, which is... <laughs> 10 out of 10! <laughs> my my favourite quarterly magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the first report ever issued by the Ministry of Sand. <laughs> right, fuck's um... sake. <laughs> Uh, so immediately in the introduction, it makes very clear that this report is not there to assign blame. Uh, this review... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fucking... <laughs> very strong start. Yeah, this vibrating tank just emerged out of the ground wholesale one one day, and that's it's yeah. no one's fault that this happened. But if you read it carefully, then you will, you know, while they don't apportion blame, there are certain some blame to go around in in the details. Um, so as a quick reminder, the military chiefs wanted to buy 589 of these armoured vehicles uh, at a total cost of $5.5 billion. Um, according to the National Audit Office Review of Defence Project, published in last June, so 2020, the MOD has already spent nearly $4 billion out of that uh, total budget. Um, 
And so far, there have been six total vehicles out of 589 <laughs> produced, um, all of whom have such serious noise and vibration issues that they cannot be used without literally deafening uh, soldiers. So they sort of split it into two parts, the main technical causes and the main uh, process causes. So the main technical causes are genuinely uh, very good. I'll read you a little bit from the report. <laughs> Noise and vibration in the Ajax family of vehicles have electrical and mechanical origins from the following sources. Track, suspension, and running gear, in particularly the tension and sprocket, I don't know what that is, design and track interface. The engine and mounting into the vehicle is also a significant source of vibrations and noise. Um, and quality issues associated with, but not limited to, inconsistent routing of cables, lack of bonding and weld quality, <clears throat> All of which can, <laughs> can lead to uh, incompatibility with communication equipment. As incompatibility in with life. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, we can all agree just, that there's nothing worse than shoddy cable management. Yeah. <laughs> and just to clarify for Rob's sake, Sprocket is the uh, the dog that like Wallace owned before Gromit that had to be put down after a bit of postman. <laughs> um, it's actually George Jetson's boss. <laughs> <laughs> My turn to say fuck's sake, David. God damn. Um, and also, I do, the... I do, I do love it. It sounds like they've basically just like you know spot welded a bunch of sheets of metal together, strapped an engine to it, and then like I shoddily mean, cable tied some cables in it. And that's I mean, Ajax. I mean, that's kind of what building a tank is, right? Um, well, just no, to varying degrees of success. Uh, well. Yeah. Go on, no, Rob. what have the electrical no, causes? No, no, it's it's more involved than that. Like if you're really gonna do that kind of shit properly, then like it's gonna be a little more fucking standardized than that. So like, I can see why they're going on about cable management. Like if the Soviets could turn fucking tractor factories into tank factories in a very short space of time and get it very fucking right, then they don't really have an excuse in the year of a lord twenty twenty one, do they? Well, yeah, that that's all. getting it right would cut into profits. Yeah, exactly. There are sh- um, the Soviets didn't have shareholders to consider. <laughs> ah, that's true um, our share that the, is all the one thing i didn't know but which i have since learned while reading this report is that maximum noise levels on the ajax platforms have consistently been in the region of 117 decibels uh, 17 117 so if you don't know what yeah that yeah is, yeah just that's, uh, that's, conveniently that's... the number of this episode for the, the keen eyed yes exactly <laughs> um that's roughly well, the keen ear david come on that's that's roughly the noise equivalent of a police siren at full blast screaming into your ear constantly while you're inside a metal uh, tank. That honestly sounds <laughs> like a, a that... fucking average night out, really, doesn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's worth noting don't... that these are soldiers that are complaining about noise, and these are people who are screamed at professionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like hear, the... I hear, I hear, it is uh, a similar mm. volume. It is a louder volume than a turbofan aircraft at two hundred feet from two hundred feet away. Also, the the thing that the logical implication of this is fantastic, right? Because this has been tested, which means as it was tested, it was screaming and groaning its way across the hillside, whilst Mood. inside, in order to well, be heard, there was just a bunch of screaming soldiers well, James, just yelling fills pellet at each other you, to try you, and be heard. You would think so, but there are two th- problems with that statement. Uh, oh. The first one is that because of Cameron-era budget cuts, um, the demo phase where they would produce a prototype and the construction of the full 589 vehicles were phased together. So there were no... <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what's a, do you know what's a huge waste of money? Like separating Test, the production phase with the testing phase. 
You know what would save us a load of money if we just merged that shit together? Yeah. Put it together and hit go, and if it works, there's no problem, right? It's the exact same. It's the exact same approach I take to Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> just slap that shit together, hit launch, and hope for the best. It'll be all right on the night as a fucking approach to military hardware procurement. Yeah, incredible. Well, break a leg would certainly fit. Anyway, carry on, Rob. Uh, and the other reason your statement is problematic is that um, General Dynamic, once they were made aware of uh, rattling and issues, they uh, the MOD said to them, you need to install like um, uh, vibration and noise measuring equipment so we know what's going on. And General Dynamic just like, didn't do that. <laughs> so if it's not reported, there is no problem. <laughs> they did just like, you know what I mean, to measure the noise and vibration. They just had a guy stand next to it when he was running and go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this, this reminds me of an apocryphal story where some game developers for PS2 were trying to get to launch and they've been told by their publisher it can't go less than 30 frames per second. If it can't maintain 30 frames per second, you failed and you're not getting paid. Was this and where desperation... they, just, they just put a counter on that said 30 frames per second? Well, what, what we did is we actually they, they put a, a, an actual frame counter on, and then just what we reported was actual frames per second plus 10. And the publisher went, oh, well, it says 30, sounds good, let's go. And that was it. <laughs> that, that, that shipped. Uh, yeah. So... I'll read you a little bit from the report. On 11 December 2019, General Dynamics UK acknowledged the issue of vibration noise and they need to instrument the platforms to measure it. However, this review sold no evidence that instrumentation was actually installed in the platforms by General Dynamics UK to measure noise and or vibration. Also, the MOD was wholly reliant on measurements made by General Dynamics UK For, instead of putting you can, anything you know, of their own in. You know what, a major, a major mistake would have been to have uh, this conversation anywhere near one of these fucking things, because <laughs> I, feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like a few things might have gone lost in there. Uh, yeah. This, in the backdrop. This reporting on 11 December of 2019 is, by the way, has a couple of uh, uh, amazing things because this is already where, like, the army testing units uh, uh, were commun communicating increased concern uh, in increasingly stronger terms throughout the chain of command. This included statements such as... <laughs> sharper, sharper intakes of breath having to, <laughs> having to deal with it. This included In fairness, it got harder to report these things as time went on because less people could hear the reports. <laughs> <laughs> this included statements such as, I think we must push for an engineering solution rapidly. We cannot be in the business of a Chernobyl-style approach of known hazard exposure and then medical checks. <laughs> and then to which they got a response of, What? <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> um, I feel like I just make things worse, really. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to be fair, it's not only General Dynamics that's fucking up, it's also uh, the army, as we know, because um, even though at some point they do do uh, uh, army-owned testing, and the army recommends that the max speed is dropped from 30 kilometers per hour to 20 per hour to reduce the risk of soldiers going deaf, uh, but this was just not <laughs> reduce, done. not eliminate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also during this phase, you still can do essential maintenance on the Ajax, um, but you can only do it while wearing like full on ear protection, uh, but not an intercom headset. If you were wearing an intercom headset, you'd still go deaf. So you could only do it with like full on like ear protection kit. And later on, um, soldiers were only allowed to wear the intercom headsets when the Ajax literally wasn't moving. <laughs> so you could only test Wait, in the so... vehicle while it was standing still. 
Did you say it uh, could had a well? They suggested a max speed of twenty kilometers an hour. Yes. That's We've like, been over this. Instead We've of been 30, this, you've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 12, 12 miles an hour. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you, you need to check out, what was it, episode 84, was it, Rob? Yeah. Please check out episode 84 to learn the full implications of how bad the Ajax is. I mean, like, it, tw- by comparison, uh, like, 20 kilometers per hour is slightly under the max speed that you get with those little uh, electric scooters you can find in most cities now. They go s- about 25 kilometers per hour, 24. So those oh, are faster you... than like a a military vehicle meant for yeah. rapid. When the army, do you know we need to when we need to army's... convert those scooters into technicals. <laughs> hmm. When the army's been outmaneuvered by the youth, I think that's <laughs> probably have something to worry about. Um, again, I don't want to just blame General Dynamics, although they do come in for significant blame. Although we must state again that this report was not designed to lay blame anywhere and certainly was not designed to talk about the actual contract signed uh, with General Dynamics because I suspect. The UK is probably stuck with these things for, for better or for worse. Um, I'll read you again from... Presumably the... for worse, though. Well, for, ri- for richer <laughs> and poorer in sickness and in health. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, all, we, all we can do is what we're doing right now. We cannot conceivably, like, materially change any of the shit we're doing. And any attempts to make us do anything else is met with utmost hostility and just revulsion. Well, yeah, close enough. Uh, from a cultural perspective, the army did not believe it was potentially causing harm to people, especially with regards to vibration and noise, as it was tacitly expected that soldiers should be able to stand up to such pressures anyway. <laughs> Remember when the army was hard? Yeah. <laughs> Society and the law expect the MOD to do better and require it to have systems in place that protect its people from harm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like... Within the is that act- such a big fucking ask? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Uh, yeah, clearly, because within the acquisition system, safety is not viewed as an equal partner to cost, schedule, and military capacity. And the culture in the MOD does not in- currently ensure safety is considered within st- strategic uh, decision-making. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not as if they haven't had, like, two big walls where that was, like, a massive fucking feature of ridicule. Um, from the media and the public in general towards the army to figure this out, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the good news is um, the Ajax contracts still haven't been cancelled. I'm not sure if it's actually like possible to cancel them. Again, this wonderful review does not go I mean, into the contract. So, on the other hand, what they could do is they could just increase the vibration, make it so that it vibrates with such a frequency it just like phases through like the enemy like embankments and such. <laughs> What if we could get them all to vibrate at the uh, Vivaldi pitch, and then we might all give everybody in the UK better hearing? I'm just sorry. I, I'm, I'm picturing the Ajax making a Twitter thread complaining, I've been cancelled just for deafening some soldiers. Problematic. <laughs> it's, the, it's the opposite of a neutron bomb, where it vibrates at the harmonic frequency of concrete and destroys the city, but leaves the population standing. <laughs> <laughs> Just airdrop a, a couple of Ajax into the middle of Syria and just let let rip. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic! Anyway, the saga of the Ajax continues, and I think at least I will be here until the bitter end because I love this thing. Like, are you kidding? This is going to outlive us, Rob. Yeah. Let's be real. When we when we have the podcasting is practice parade, we'll all be riding one of these things, but for like <laughs> for like five minutes before we will have to get off again because we're all feeling sick and dizzy. <laughs> Bury me in my vibrating Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so oh. yeah, the second bit I want to talk about came actually uh, uh, by way of, of, of Jamie, who put this amazing thing in uh, in our Discord. Um, shipping is allowed, about to become a lot more green and efficient. Um, oh, DeviantArt's going green. <laughs> no, I'm talking actual like, I fucking attention. hate you for that, Alistair. God damn. <laughs> Did you see that thing where someone... <laughs> Is it someone asked Keanu Reeves about shipping and he was like, yeah, I know about boats. <laughs> Love Sorry, boats. Just, just, thanks to you, Alistair, the phrase, the Omega versus purchasing carbon credits has appeared unbidden in my fucking head and I hate you for it. Uh, no, this is uh, about actual like um, container shipping and the idea is to make it look more green and efficient. Um by bolting giant kites on them, uh, and then having that replace <laughs> some of the fuel so, they're using. Excuse me, Rob. I have a question. Have we not done this before? We no. have not. This is something. It's not. New. Um, it's not a sailboat because that wouldn't be like that wouldn't be an innovation. So instead of like just sailing the fucking shit around the world. Mm. They just put a big kite on the front of the boat that uses like a fucking a drone aircraft to steer the kite into the like, what was it? Op- optimal metro- meteorological conditions or yes. something. Yes, yes. And uh, then my, uh, my, it, reduces, my knowledge of... it reduces carbon emissions by up to twenty percent. <laughs> now I may not be an expert in sailing. In fact, probably my only experience of sailing is from Monkey Island Three. But <laughs> they that was a does sound game. somewhat similar. Well, I mean, you've played Pillars of Eternity uh, too, as well. So you're you're really you're an expert. Remember that these these new ideas have to be disruptive, and the thing that they're going to be disruptive to is low flying aircraft. Uh, amongst other things, let me read you a little bit from the article. <laughs> we've, 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 we've invented sailing, but worse. Uh, Just yes. Yeah, yes. why not? We've done that uh, with the bus, uh, we've done that with trains, and uh, now uh, we're doing it with fucking the age of sail. Is the blockchain involved somewhere? It feels like it should be. Not yet, but uh, hopefully it soon will be. Let me read you a little bit from the Bloomberg article. At the start of the next year, the Ville de Bordeaux, a 154 meter long ship that moves aircraft components for Airbus, will unfill a 500 square meter kite on journeys across the Atlantic Oceans. It will undergo six months of trial and test before full deployment. Um, the kite is called a Sea Wing. Its developer. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> One of my less favorite um, starfighters, but. It's, <laughs> it's de- the uh, are they are they just they're just doing this so they can make the master and command of uh, far side of the world, but for the, in the twenty first century, <laughs> finally going to get that sequel. Uh, yeah, so so the company behind it called Air Seas um, estimates that an even larger uh, uh, kite, a one thousand square meter parafoil flying at an altitude of two to three hundred meters high, will cut fuel consumption and emissions from uh, vessels by about twenty percent. So clearly, this is... I mean, again, my going back to Monkey Island Three. As far as I remember, there were in fact zero carbon carbon uh, emissions on those boats. So <laughs> yeah, but by you, that metric, twenty percent sounds dog shit. Like, can could you could you like do a fucking modern like a boat the size of a modern like cargo ship, like and run it like as a sailboat? Or no, would a small boat the size of a big boat? By God, we'll try. <laughs> no, the, 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 the honest answer is no, you can't, because the size of the masts you'd need for some of these ships 
the tensile strength of, of steel and similar can't meet. So it would just rip, cowards. So it would just rip the masts off. Right, we just, we're waiting to... until we're waiting until someone invents the space elevator, and then we're just going to hang a fucking sheet <laughs> off it. Is that what you're telling Basically. me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like so you could you could just go back to sailboats to move cargo around, but then you would need to hire more crew, and then yes. you'd have to like fucking you know what I mean? Worry about unions, and no one wants that. So instead, it's like well, twenty percent reduction in carbon emissions. Until uh, you know what I mean, and and that's only until we find out that making like the world's largest like fucking ever fucking like sheet of fabric actually requires them to bulldoze <laughs> a rainforest or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can only maybe be made from orangutan skins or something like that. Um, so yeah, essentially the way it works is that it's a big kite, like I said. Every, uh, every one is... of these, every one of these they put on a boat requires them to like fully deglove a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I watched a, a video on the company website, and the kite is essentially mounted on like a big mast at the front end of the ship. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, this is sounding less and less like a kite the more this goes on. <laughs> it's not. It's not really a mast, because you showed me that video. It's like a. It's a fucking high tech dome thing that launches a little drone aircraft. Yeah. That like flies the sail around. Yeah, and it's on it's on like string or some shit. I don't know. Whatever the uh, whatever the high tensile nautical equivalent of string is. Uh, Twain. Um, yeah, so according again to Airsees, um this technology will leverage automation technologies from the aeronautical sector. Of course it will. And the, no, the, the big kite, the C-wing, is activated at the push of a button as in, and is 100% automated with no crew interventions needed. <laughs> oh good, I'm glad they specified that. And apart from the big kite, they also use a thing called eco-routing. Um, which is a piece of software that will steer the ship into the most favourable winds, essentially. This is just the age of sail! <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but with a big kite. This is just, just with more words. <laughs> and the most See, as much and- as I want to hate this, I, I think we should probably just kind of get used to the idea of going back to the age of sail, if only Bring as it some back. sort of climate change Bring it back! <laughs> yeah, but they just they need to try these things with the really big boats and go, oh fuck, this doesn't work, and then eventually they will return to just make some shit out of wood and float it. Like, yeah, just just go with that. Let them slowly move us back towards the classical era, and the planet may be saved. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's ever going to happen, though. Do you know what I mean? I think they'll fucking mm. they'll they'll end up we'll end up with some like even stupider shit where it's like a thing that looks like a sailboat, but because of like you know engineering concerns, it. It wouldn't, it's like, you know, like you couldn't actually put, like James says, you couldn't actually put a mass strong enough on one of these things. They'll mm-hmm. have something that, like, projects a hologram of a mast, and then, like, un- <laughs> under the fucking waterline, there'll be, like, 14 fucking jumbo jet engines, like, powering it through the, the sea or whatever. Yeah, we're basically, yeah. we're going to go back to, I don't know, like, the, the sodomy and the, you know, Amazon time sanction. No, it'll just be. Um, we'll go back to the age of of biremes and triremes. We'll just have decks and decks oh. full of you know Amazon Amazon wage slaves powering you through the deep oceans. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm all I'm all about those triremes though. <laughs> the the most comforting thing is the last bit I I read on their website, uh, which said it is simple to use. Operated from the bridge with minimal <laughs> training required for crews to deploy and operate. <laughs> it's just the age of sail. 
I mean, all of the all of this shit about it being automated and easily used, and it like, oh, it tracks the fucking like the optimum conditions with its like, what was that thing called? They said eco routing. Eco, yeah. I mean, sat nav is what they mean. It's called eco sailing. <laughs> Do you know what I actually think? So a little bit of background. The reason I think this sort of shit is coming around is um, the the open ocean, the the sea. For want of a better word, is the least uh, regulated place on Earth. You know, flags of convenience and all of that, right? And there's been a growing movement among sailors to fucking unionize properly, like globally, because there's been some absolutely horrendous shit taking place. And I think this is attempting to head that off by how do we automate our shipping fleet? Essentially, I think that's what this is steering toward. Yeah. Oh well, 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 well. You're in luck, because tonight's main topic is also about unregulated spaces that may become more regulated in the near future um oh, no. oh fucking joy is that regulated in any meaningful sense or in the stupid sense like yeah it's it's regulated in a profoundly stupid sense uh oh, I, I of think. course um because <laughs> did you know that uh today is apart from the recording day which is 21 december it is also 13 capricornus 0005 aa no Oh no! What oh, is no. this? Is this fucking like metric time or something? It's close. Um, this is the official calendar of Asgardia, which is what. Oh, get the fuck off the bus! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long to talk about these fucking headbangers. Let's go! <laughs> I genuinely have no idea what anyone's talking about. So, oh, it's I Lembert, Lembert Opic Space Colony. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, repeat as, that as in, sentence as in to me. The Lembit Opic. As yeah, Lembit Opic Space yeah. Colony. Yeah. Lembit. Lem, uh, first of all, um, you know, hi Kate. Second of all, <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> right. Lembit Opic. That Lembit Opic. My yeah. son is also called Lembit, etc. <laughs> that Lembit Opic. Yes. And his space colony. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, Lembert Opic, to be precise, is the chairman of parliament for Asgardia, which is a <laughs> initiative of... Well, I didn't vote for him. Of, of <laughs> No, you didn't, because you're not a resident of Asgardia. Uh, for, but I'll explain to you how you can. Is he? Yeah, he what is. What the fuck is Asgardia? <laughs> right, it's Lembert Opic space colony. How many times do I need to say this thing? <laughs> no, but that... Uh, Jamie, that sounds the, like a fucking the... knockoff of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does! <laughs> Right, James, let me start it's the with the Sid Miles Alpha Centauri we have at home. Let me start with the very basic premise <laughs> just for, for, for James. James, Asgardia is a theoretical or possibly real nation state that exists only in space, currently in the form of a microsatellite, but is aiming to be a member of the United <laughs> Nations. Wait, 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 they have a satellite? Yeah, they do. Oh my god, it's seasteading, but in space. Space steading. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hang on. This is a lot to drop on me in one go. You're saying that that Limbit Opic, yes. cheeky girls, Limbit Opic, yeah, him, yes. right? Is chairperson or what was it? Parliamentarian? Chairman what, what of was it, what Parliament. Was Chairman of Parliament to a space a space steading nation. It's basically sea steading, but in space. Yes, and they've got a satellite. Yes, yes, a micro satellite. Yes. <laughs> 
They've also today, today <laughs> fucking struck out like five minutes ago or something. Look, look, James, he's got scientists on it. He needs to get a hundred more research points, and then he'll be able to build another building up there. Oh well, they they are doing uh, uh, serious research, but we'll we'll get into that. In a Sorry, moment. hang on, back up. So why Asgardia? Uh, because Asgardia is you know it's Asgard. Because it, it's the bottom of the sounds of the cool. Gods. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've confirmed that Limbit Opic is a Marvel nerd, basically. Does is that, that surprise is that you? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he's just really into the Expanse, and he thought, oh, cool spaceships. Yeah. I mean, apparently, um, Asgardia and its parliament have applied to the United Nations uh, to join them as a <laughs> can, cool can space Can you just apply? <laughs> can you just, like, you just send in, like, a CV? Well, how does that work? <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't really work, because according to several professors of international law that I've, I've read, um, it's very difficult to claim your estate when you don't have, you know, land or territory or borders or an army or, you know, anything apart from a piece of paper that says we are a state now. Um, but, I mean, they've, they've oh, oh Scott Paul, but like in space. Okay. But, I mean, they've got a Limbit Opic, so that counts as some have, kind of weaponry, surely. But yeah. what they do have <laughs> is, is they have all the, the paperwork and dorkery of like a Model UN session that got completely out of hand. Um <laughs> <laughs> or oh, hey, when the UN get out of hand, <laughs> get, get a bit rowdy. <laughs> so they do have uh, a functioning government, as I said. There's 150 I mean... parliaments. Um, they have self-proclaimed. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this is this the UN or is this Asgardia? This is Asgardia. Are they all are they all like, <laughs> OPEC wearing different hats? No, 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 no. no it's, it's, each one is a cheeky girl. There's a there's a couple <laughs> thousand paying residents. No, no, sorry, the, the cheeky girls have taste. Remember, they dumped him. They, uh, they they have a couple of thousands of fee-paying residents, technically. So, I mean, when you think about it, anyone who lives in the country is a fee-paying resident. Exactly. Did he set this up? <laughs> no, he didn't. The guy who set this up is is a guy, a self-proclaimed question mark question mark Russian billionaire called Igor Usher Bailey, um, who is some kind of ex-Soviet. I'm sorry, artist. but name name check on that guy. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so, Doctor Igor founded this. I can't remember when. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and he founded it. Uh, Lembit Opic is, as I said, the elected chairman of. Actually, uh, I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly extremely invested in when this was founded. There's a, yeah. uh, th- there's a prime minister as well, and there's a, uh, a Supreme Court justice. They are, I think, still looking for a chief audit officer and a prosecutor general. So, if anybody listening wants to get in on the gig, you can get uh, application forms on their website, which is asgardia.space. So you can. <laughs> You could prosecute people for violating space law. Is there an avenue yes. here where we can convince Keir Starmer to launch himself into space? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, uh, today is 13 Capricornus 005 uh, AA, according to the Asgardian calendar. That's because AA, what is... AA yeah, stands okay, for after Asgardia, as in after the founding. And oh, BA stands for before Asgardia. <laughs> All right, well, hang on. Then work, work backwards from there yeah, to find out what it's founded, Alistair. It's 2016. Uh, 16. 16. Oh, 12th of October, 2016. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. I was hoping this had been found in, like, the so- like you know, prior to the fall of the Soviet Union. And if you want to get a good taste of, like, the rules nerding involved in this, um, the Asgardian calendar is based on zodiac signs. And there are a grand oh, for total... fuck's sake. No, no. There are a total of a grand total of twenty-three footnotes on the page uh, holding the calendar of the Asgard. <laughs> I love to open my fucking like my monthly calendar and just have and have to read the footnotes to work out what time it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's a bit more complicated than that because right now we can only convert uh, Earth time and dates to uh, Asgardian time and date. 
But soon, at least according to the little click menu on the top, which currently doesn't work, we should all be able to also be able to convert um, moon dates as well as Venus and Titan dates to the Asgardian calendar when we are, uh, you know, a space-faring civilization. Space. Um, final frontier. <laughs> this is the last place where the Lib Dems are winning here. <laughs> Just, what? See, see, Lembit, Lembit Opic has uh, stared into, like, the vast expanse of the future, and he's dis- and he's realised that it is, in fact, the one place that has not been corrupted by capitalism. <laughs> well, don't worry, they're busy introducing capitalism to space. That's one of their main goals. Um, so <laughs> so the, the main goal of Asgardia is to live a peace in space, and if you ask how will they do this, they will... I mean, is it... Is uh, it I, I think, mean, actually, hold on. I think, actually, if you look at their website, what, their main goal is to facilitate the birth of the first child in space. Yes, that, that is which, one of their main which goals. Which I'm going to refer to as... Yeah. As Operation, the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they want, they want, they want one child to be born in space so they can declare war on it and then subsequently declare peace. Because <laughs> um, so, um, they're actually is, trying is, to bring about the birth of the Star Child, and this is something we should all be deeply concerned about. Well, or if you, or David, on the other hand, if you want the Star Child to be born, um, they are, they have also recently opened a charitable. Space Child Fund, where citizens and supporters can donate solar coins, uh, and they expect the first. Oh, I was really, oh is I was there a really Bitcoin tie-in? Really hoping oh, that there... the thing they could donate was jizz. <laughs> Space jizz. <laughs> I mean, it would have been have it, it would have been less annoying. <laughs> we have it on good authority that Lambert has plenty of that, but still. Um, so this is a cryptocurrency tie-in. It's then, also it? got a cryptocurrency. Actually, it's better. It's a stable coin. Uh, but but we'll get to that. Uh, they have a oh, stable okay. stable against what assets deposits by Lembit? They have <laughs> they have uh, two types of coin. One is a stable coin, and one is a Bitcoin. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, anyway, so the first star child they expect to be born in under twenty-five mm-hmm. years, which I think sounds optimistic. But hey, you never know. Um, nah, they'll just they'll just book book a cheeky weekend at that fucking space hotel that's opening in the thirties. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> was, was cheeky weekend intentional there, Jamie? Because I don't think they're taking his calls anymore. Uh, but Getting I mean, the old band back together. But, I mean, speaking of uh, space children, um, one of the things that inspired Doctor Igor to start uh, Asgardia was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is this a book that you've read and you're just pulling one over on no, us, or is this really an not. actual guy? Um, is one of the things they want to be is uh, the, the the international center of so-called space law, uh, which would be free from, the, <laughs> which distinctly would be free from the claims of existing human laws and claims by other countries. Um, I bet it fucking would. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it would specifically, because in a 2016 speech, the founder, Dr. Eagle, uh, claimed he was inspired for Asgardia by a discussion about the laws governing murder, marriage, and divorce in space. How long is it going to take someone to develop a laser powerful enough to just beam the word nonce onto this fucking (laughs) satellite? You've heard of international waters. You've heard of international law. Have you considered void waters? Void law, if you will. Surely <laughs> um, it be interstellar wa- uh, law. But, but, but they've yeah. already started creating space law. There's quite a significant body of written space text law. on the website. 
Um, so, for example, on... I mean, to be fair, you can stick any old shit on the internet and, yeah. like... <laughs> so, for example, on 22 Libra 0005, which it, to you and me is the 3rd of September of this year... Um... <laughs> just so fucking stupid! <laughs> this, is, this is some fucking, like, if you'd, if you'd had this, like, 20 years ago on the internet, this would be some time cube level kind of, yeah. you know, some guy has put up a GeoCities I website mean, and this is the... That's just, that's, that's the natural evolution of the internet though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, 20 years ago, like, any idiot could just start a GeoCities and post like, every insane thought that entered their head, like, <laughs> to the to the world at large, and 20 years later, like, the only difference is that, like, investors fucking put billions into that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... It's still the same. It's still the exactly like the stupidest fucking ideas you've ever heard, but now it's now it's got like fucking you know what I mean investment behind it. Are you telling me I can divorce my wife in space and give her nothing <laughs> to the moon? Um, no, specifically not to the moon. But yeah, again on twenty two Libra zero zero zero. Yeah, they don't have a calendar for it yet, Alistair. Um, Asgardia did sign into law its first twelve page Asgardia Companies Act. Uh, so now you can establish your own company in in the null space that is Asgardia, which again is I must stress is not a company. Oh, we need to we need to we need to register the fucking uh, Pod. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> into that address. <laughs> <laughs> so get get Nick up there; he'll do fine, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean, we, well, let's let's talk a little bit about Asgardian citizenship then, um, because the first citizens brackets Asgardians. Uh, might be... <laughs> I just it just makes me think of the little grey guys out of Stargate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they want the first generation of citizens to be researchers and or investors, and I wonder which really has the yeah. I'm sorry. And or <laughs> imagine imagine if there was someone useful involved. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't the, know what to do with themselves. The so. or in that sentence is doing a lot of heavy lifting like you know what I mean? <laughs> so if I if I understood the, the website correctly, uh, Asgardia currently has 1,445 actual residents, although according to Wikipedia... I mean, no, they fucking don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Uh, although I have to stress, according to Wikipedia, uh, quote, there is no intention to actually move these members into space. Sorry. <laughs> Balls the mean, fucking pity. Does this mean... Does this mean residence in the receiving treatment at an accredited mental health centre sense? Uh, no, what they actually are is part of the Golden 100,000, which is the first 100,000 registered. And they Golden. are also free from not paying the 100 euro a year residence fee in Asgardia. Should we all just, we should, once we finish recording this evening, we should all just sign up to this shit. Maybe we'll get to, like, get... Well, you can launch into you the cold vacuum of space as a, as a supporter for free. If you want to become a citizen of Asgardia, um, you have to pay again a hundred euros a year fee. I really, I really would recommend, I really would recommend against doing that though, because um, yeah. if you do that, that You'll will count as another citizenship. If you say. get <laughs> deported by Pretty Patel, <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. Fucking yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh my I mean, fucking god! Being yeah, but... deported to that fucking like two D prison thing from Superman Two, <laughs> <laughs> the banished to the Phantom Zone by Pretty Patel. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not really, because if you do um, get citizenship in Asgardia, I'll read you from a CNN article. When asked by CNN how Asgardia intends to provide peace to its citizens without a physical settlement, Doctor Igor said. 
the nation's citizens can take advantage of their dual citizenship. Quote, if I have problems mm. or if I have problems on Earth, I'll have my embassy from Asgardia. It's like if you're a tourist, you can go to the Asgardian embassy and they'll try to help you. And there are, I what? must, I must remind <laughs> yeah, you, love to... there are 20 Asgardian embassies currently ex existing on planet Earth. I think they're just like residences in places. Like, they don't have any power, but, you know, there's a guy in there. That you can go around and say hi. Yeah. Yeah, imagine, just imagine, having, imagine having diplomatic immunity from As for Asgardia. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, however, if you are accepted by the uh, Supreme Space Council as a citizen... <laughs> I'm good. Carry on. <laughs> if you're curious, by the way, the Supreme Space Council is Dr. Eagle, um, Chairman of Parliament, Lambert Opic, and Prime Minister of something or other. That's the and Supreme the Silver Space Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much? How much more of a like a Jupiterian like golden Adonis of a man or men could you have as like your your cultural <laughs> and spiritual leaders? <laughs> But if you want to, if you'll, uh, because um, Dr. Igor is styled the head of nation. <laughs> um, and if you want to just... Fucking dickhead of nation, Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh, you it just briefly turn to the issue of citizenship. If the Supreme Space Council does deem you worthy of becoming an Asgardian resident, you are uh, eligible to receive, quote unquote, a plastic card of the Asgardian resident. Whoa! <laughs> I can't believe that shit, man. Fuck I mean, no. this a is plastic a plastic card. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do we even get out of the labor party these how days? How futuristic! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is. I should say that. Do you see, is... like, do these do these cunts instead of jury duty? Do you have to like, do a shift as the Herald of Galactus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not just me saying that. This is uh, according to Directive Number One on the status of the resident of Asgard. Directive Number One. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried desperately to find, by the way, but I couldn't find a copy online, which made me very sad. But the Asgardian Parliament this year, in September, passed a uh, Children and Families Act, which I was just <laughs> desperate to read. <laughs> oh, so, so this uh, this Prime Directive, Rob, what does it say? <laughs> well, the Prime Directive says that you can get a plastic card if you pay your 100 euro a year membership fee. Um, <laughs> and if Lembe Opec approves of you. <laughs> I mean, I mean. To be fair, that's a, that's a lot less stringent than living in this fucking country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, tertiary, the tertiary directive is that you should be allowed to see your kids every second weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're not entirely wrong, and also they may have good reason to worry about birthing the first star child because, uh, according to CNN, uh, membership in Asgardia is 83% male and 17% female. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so it's danger, the, danger. The, is the, this... the odd? The odds are good if you're a woman, but the goods are very, very odd. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know they could build a satellite entirely out of red flags. <laughs> um, and if you're gonna, if you're wondering how this spacefaring nation is gonna run its economy, uh, let me clarify a little bit. Uh, I has... assure you, I was not. But... <laughs> <laughs> there were several questions on my mind. That was very low down the um, list. So yeah, they have. They will have two currencies: the solar, which is um, a stable coin. <laughs> so the, you can always exchange one solar for one euro. That's 
guaranteed by the bank. As this, as it, this, this fucking, these fucking guys are just a this, big fans of the worm movie, they're aren't just, they? They're <laughs> just trying far too hard to make everything seem spacey. Do you know what I mean? This is like you let the, the land before time writers have a crack at Star Trek. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm just thinking they wanted to call it the Solero, but then that one member in Scotland was like, "No, listen, mate." No, you're, 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 you're very close, James. Uh, because this, this is from their website. Because the sun shines on all of Earth, the solar is intended to be a universal currency that can be converted on all exchanges for all hard currencies, but also for quote unquote legitimate cryptocurrencies. Well, I take issue with this because it would only it was only a solar if you're in this solar system, surely. Yeah. Come on. Um, said Lembit Opic, uh, Chairman of Parliament, uh, the money to fund. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you need a qualifier on that one, Rob. God damn. Well, I mean, so called, so called Chairman of Parliament. Well, I mean, earlier this year, and I'm not shitting you, he was also contemplating running for President <laughs> of Estonia. So there is that. <laughs> Another made up place. <laughs> I know someone from Estonia, and Estonians are not that fucking stupid. So. <laughs> I think genuinely it's because his latest ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend is from Estonia. I think that's why he wanted to run there. Um... <laughs> is he just want to be in charge of places where women he's met live? <laughs> Absolutely, so that he can seize control of the family court. Um, well, I mean, when, when asked about why he wanted to run for president of Estonia, uh, his answer was, I think I could make quite a splash. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah, going to politics is just like, fuck shit up, see what happens. Like, after re-entry or what? Well, I mean, to, to be fair, he may as well run for president of Estonia because did you, he's not actually a member anymore of the Liberal Democrats, if I understand it correctly. They kicked him out. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, a hell of a way for, to discover the Lib Dems have standards. Uh, well, that's because I think it's in September, but uh, certainly in this year, he hosted an event with... Uh, the Tories, fronted by former Transport Minister Chris Grayling. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine if they put Chris Grayling in charge of the fucking transport for this cursed nation? Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the event that he was fronting was called How to Stop the Lib Dems, an insider guide on how the Lib Dems <laughs> plan their campaigns. For which that's, that's, that's where they draw the line, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. That's where they draw not, many lines, Jamie. Not, not trying to fucking, like, you know what I mean? Do the plot of Moonraker, but like somehow worse. <laughs> that wasn't a second offence for the Lib Dems. No, but like, no, it was. Is, you know was, I mean? was that a excommunicated like a mason that's revealing the secrets? <laughs> was 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 that actually a cry for help? Was that Lembic's open Opix version of you know someone please stop me? <laughs> well, if you want, I mean. Cry- it, it's wanna... it's completely unsurprising that the Lib Dems are just a, like a, a slightly nerdier version of the Magic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, if you want to cry for help from Lebet Opic, let me read you the following. As Guardia, I really don't, but carry as on. Guardia will have a functioning economy with the world's first state-run cryptocurrency, not based on trust. Well, I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the official cryptocurrency of the space nation is the Solar, which will be saved on an Asgardian ID card, which in terms forms part of a smartphone you carry around anyway. A universal device for all your need. Yeah, so uh, the, the official cryptocurrency of the space nation is the Solar, which will be saved onto your plastic Asgardian ID card, which in, terms, in turn forms part of a smartphone you carry around. A universal device for all your needs. So you, if you have a smartphone, you too can be a citizen of Asgardia. That's, that's very important. 
I'm surprised, um, they, I mean, I'm surprised they call it a smartphone and not like a fucking tricorder or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, would it surprise you to learn that by far, and I mean by far, the largest section of the Q&A uh, on the Asgardia.space website is dedicated to explaining Bitcoin uh, to, to its membership? Just at the fucking offset, it is great that they've invented uh, invented a country where it is literally impossible for you to participate in a society that doesn't exist yet <laughs> unless you have a an essential piece of technology, which, you know, aren't cheap, <laughs> uh, especially the, um... if it's going to meant to have a bunch of fucking crypto nonsense like fucking Listen, built into not... it. You knock it, Alistair, but it's for blockchain of life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was good. Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn it with da- faint praise. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, they but there is also the 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 secondary fund, uh, of course, through which you can donate to the birth of the Star Child. Um, by the way. Uh, while the solar is a stable coin that trades one-to-one with the euro, there's also, if you want to trade with other citizens of Asgardia, there's also the lunar, which is, of course, the opposite to the solar, you see. Um, and that is... So the... they figured out a fucking currency for the moon, but not how time works. <laughs> well, they figured out how time works. They've just invented a new one because they were bored with real time. David, picture three cryptocurrencies on the edge of a wallet. <laughs> the moon works the same way. Uh, so yeah, with the Luna, um, which is the more uh, uh, sort of gyrating crypto of the two, uh, with that you can trade among yourselves. With- <laughs> Excuse me, did you describe it as gyrating? Yes. <laughs> Doing a little fucking hula dance yes. whenever you try and pay for some fucking bread. Pretty much. <laughs> um so if you're asking yourself, how will they uh, achieve all this, building the first space nation? I assure you I'm not. <laughs> through, <laughs> through jihad? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've now got a little bit opics. Jihad is like a dune kind of yeah, knockoff. Oh yeah, it, yeah like, it's fully a Butlerian jihad, yeah. Them bit of I mean, it would fit. <laughs> I'm just picturing Limbit as the giant worm. <laughs> With the tiny hands. <laughs> Limbit god emperor of mankind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're wondering how all this will be achieved, I mean, like I said, first, the most important thing Asgardia wants and stands for is the peaceful use uh, of, of space. So they're very much against I militarization. Mean, my... my sh- my shirt about the peaceful use of space is raising a lot of questions answered by my peaceful use of space shirt. <laughs> that, that's it's just like, really weird how they keep going on about the peaceful use of space. Yeah, I mean, they just don't want to be tased for whatever they do to the star child, is that? That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much, we just want to live in peace. Yeah. Don't, don't bother us, don't tread on me, bro. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Alistair, you leave the Asgardian family courts alone. Uh, um, so yeah, that's the most important thing they want. And they have sent a letter to pretty much all the major governments in the world um, asking for demilitarization and cooperation with Asgardia to run, uh, to run, yeah, 
to run space for everybody. Just like, I, I swear to God, I've heard of being divorced from this earth, <laughs> but this is a whole new fucking level of divorced energy, to be perfectly honest oh, with just you. Just wait until you, until, uh, let me tell you the following. Uh, their second goal is to protect not just Asgardia, but the planet Earth and all its inhabitants from space uh -huh. threats, uh, like solar flares. So that's the yeah, that's the next thing they're gonna organize. I mean, is is this? A, I mean, come on, man! Like, why do you keep bringing up all this weird shit? Like, <laughs> oh, there's only one there's only one group of people that can protect Earth from the all, the menace <laughs> of fucking solar flares and meteors. Like, were they were those real concerns before? So yeah, uh, apart from. Uh, <laughs> protecting Earth from solar flares. Um, they also... Yeah, weird, weird that they keep bringing that up. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Well, maybe they need a solar flare to activate the uh, Star Child. It says, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm coming around to this. Uh, the other thing they want to protect uh, Earth from as well is microorganisms like diseases, which could uh, erupt when meteors crash to Earth. You know, that thing... Oh, God, God forbid, God forbid we have one of those. all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, the third thing they want to do is is uh, slightly more ambitious than that, I think, even. They want to build a demilitarized and scientific base of knowledge uh, in in space uh, using a series of core satellites, several clusters, up to 10,000, I think, of smaller satellites. And then... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That, that itself just means we want a hard drive where the police can't reach it. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> bringing a new and terrifying idea to the terrible secret of space. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, but a cab does include the space nonce police. I mean, mm -hmm. David, you, you say this, but uh, can, can I introduce you to a little uh, micro satellite called Asgardia-1, um, <laughs> which which has already been launched, uh, which, according to Lembadopic, makes uh, Asgardia, the first nation to have all its territory in space because all their territory is that satellite. Um, right, sorry. So the, uh, can, the territory be, can territory be a vehicle? <laughs> I don't think that counts. I don't think it works like that. According to anyone with any vague experience with international law is no, it can't be. I mean, I, um, yeah. I disagree because I can remember some film where like... Uh, some fucking like ambassador was like, "Well, this car technically counts as like Russian soil or some shit." <laughs> so the CIA, the CIA can't extrajudicially murder me in my car because that would be like a fucking like a a crime on terror on like Soviet soil or something. It'd be terrorism. Oh, I see, right. Yeah. So I think I think it can technically be a vehicle, but mm -hmm. I also think a, a vehicle has to like contain an occupant. So, <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, Asgardia wants... You're not allowed. You're not allowed to just fire a Casio watch into low Earth orbit and then claim that you're like a fucking spacefaring nation. Quite frankly, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Even if the watch does play like the James Bond music or something when, you, when someone presses one of the buttons, that Casio watch is a cultural center of our entire nation. <laughs> See, this is why the whole thing will never work, because it's all just one big vehicle for Lembit Orpic, right? Um, well, Asgardia 1, to be precise, is a uh, 10 by 10 by 20 centimeter mini-satellite. It weighs just under 3 kilos, um, and its main core while in space uh, is... I think, I think this is great, and I, I'm in favour of more, like, fucking nation-states that could be picked up and yeeted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking... 
<laughs> just, I, I'm, I'll I'll, I've had, I've had enough of France. I'm just gonna fucking drop kick it into a hedge. You know I mean? <laughs> to be honest, this is, uh, this is rapidly changing my opinion on the militarization of space because I want to see the Russians test out their satellite killer again, and I've got the perfect target for it. <laughs> Um, See, I'm more concerned about the the way the, how bad the border gore is going to look when we achieve Kessler syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be literal border gore, David. Actually, every time someone tries to cross one. Um, but yeah, specifically, specifically as Guardia One, uh, its main goal is to actually run. A 512 gigabyte uh, SSD hard drive in outer space. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Just come on! That's all that's up there. Come on! <laughs> the, oh, the hard drive, at least this is what they say it contains. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it the piss tape? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, it contains uh, <laughs> rotated PDFs of all the uh, Asgardia's founding documents, um, and, and because they, you know, had some space left over after all that, uh, they filled it with uh, pictures of... Dank memes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they filled it with pictures of Asgardia citizens and their extended families, so it's just up there, <laughs> beeping along. <laughs> so, no, so no one else can get to them. <laughs> so no one else can steal their soul. It's, you know... <laughs> you, you store your soul up there in the cloud, or not in the cloud, in the actual little box, in tiny Asgardia. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I've just looked up uh, this Igor dude on Wikipedia, and he's described as a micro-nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an extremely funny combination of words. <laughs> Have you tried micro-dosing nationalism? <laughs> I find it is quite helpful. The SNP yeah, I found it helped me launch my imagine, entire country. Imagine how much these dipshits are paying some guy from the Cotswolds to go up and change light bulbs on that thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> the micro-nation contains the world's teeniest, tiniest brewery run by the most annoying cunt in the world. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> amazingly, uh, of course, Asgardia 1 is not um, an independent satellite. It was just a release along with a couple hundred other ones. Um, so currently, it can only be accessed through the Global Star Satellite Networks, and that makes it subject to um, US data and privacy laws. So if the piss tape what? is on there, Biden <laughs> could go and get it. That's a shame. Say. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's mainly like lonely divorce guys who've basically been told you can send your photos up and you and your family will always be together in space <laughs> I'll put... and when we when we wipe out this world and the aliens come all they will know is that you and your family were together and that, that'll be it, that'll be your legacy do you think that's it? because that feels like the kind of level yeah. these guys are it has, on to me it has a lot of the vibe of the um, you know that all that horseshit where you can like uh, uh, reserve a star or name a star yeah after. It, it's that mm. essentially <laughs> but run by Dr. So, Eagle and Lepio. this the thing is like apparently this dude uh, says that the official name of this place is the Space Kingdom of Asgardia yeah that's true which, yeah it's a constitutional like, monarchy I, I, yeah who's the monarch <laughs> who is the Space King I, yeah I think it's Dr. Igor I can't find anybody else who's the king and he's the uh, he's just he's inaugurated as head yeah. of nation on June 28 and ah, June is, is, yeah. he, is so, he in there as like a regent though? Is this why they're awaiting the Star Child? 
I, I, I assume <laughs> that he is the yeah he's he is the Malkador, the Sidilite uh, to the Star Child. <laughs> That's <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you nerd! <laughs> Look, it's called pandering to the audience. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, so it's 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 all looking good, but I have to say the birth of the Star Child is not the only thing um, Asgardia has to look forward to. Uh, one of their other main goals, and, and we should be seeing signs of it, I think, pretty soon, um, is to have the first uh, manned space flights to the Asgardia Protective Space Platform, um, which Dr. Igor said would occur in 2025. All right, yeah, I believe that. So, <laughs> so we're going to... They're going to have a space a protect, platform a by then and then do flights platform, to not it. Not just any, because this is... So is that just a bigger cube that you can fit a man inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that man is going to keep us safe from, from the meteors and the solar flares. That's right, yeah. Lembit Opic just like physically inserting himself in the path of a fucking solar flare coming to decimate the Earth, saying my moment is now, and just being instantly vaporized along with the entire Earth. Um, yeah, so said Dr. Igor, this is not a fantasy, going to Mars, the gal- going to Mars, <laughs> the galactics, so on, that's just fake. I intend on something more real. Like, my This Is Not Fantasy t-shirt, etc, etc, etc. Like, what um, the hell? Yeah, one more one more thing that they really have genuinely planned on is um, Asgardia's global project to uh, launch 10,000 satellites uh, to create a global satellite internet network, which I think is the same thing that Elon Musk keeps oh, trying to build. Yeah. I was going to say, so we're going to have two of these fucking things yeah. that are just going to, you know... Kessler syndrome the place immediately. Uh, three now because yeah. Bezos oh, is yeah, doing that's one true. as we well. Did a, uh, we did that on an earlier Nuggets thing. I, I don't mm-hmm. Christ knows how many podcasts uh-huh. ago. So yeah, there's now a comp- competing third one. So would you rather be with Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, or with Doctor Igor? <laughs> is it too much to ask that we just had one billionaire that was really into fucking guillotines? Um, so yeah the the, uh, Asgardia Global Satellite Internet Network um, would uh, would transmit signals and establish communications between people uh, and create its own IP without any use of radio frequencies on Earth so we would all be intergalactically connected with Asgardia and be all in a nation of space and presumably be able to sue our bitch of an ex-wife through uh, Asgardia Space Corps <laughs> that is what this is. It, it absolutely 100% is. This is, do you know what the equivalent of this would have been in the 1990s? It would have been guys wanting to make, like, a, you know, fucking rapture, basically. Like, I want to make a nation under the sea in international waters. No, that's but now it's like, no, that's we kinda, still do that. That's, that's passe. Well, no, but it's like, you know, like, the, the guys who wanted to specifically do the under the sea part of it, right? They've just fucking migrated into the depths of space. <laughs> What I want to know is what's the next evolution of this, right? What's the next step beyond I want to make a space colony so that I can divorce my space? <laughs> I think, um, I think themselves ostentatious, to the cloud. ostentatious tombs are going to make a comeback. God, yeah. Mortuary <laughs> cults. I would appreciate a good mortuary cult coming back. I would much appreciate that. Like, if, I don't know, if, if we would have to, like, bury... We live in fucking Britain. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, you know, uh, when they finally revealed that, that the Queen really is dead, that they would have to, like, bury the whole uh, household staff of Buckingham Palace along with her alive so they can be her servants in the afterlife forever. 
Nah, see, like monkey's paw style. We'll get we'll get ostentatious tombs, but they'll all be on the fucking blockchain. It'll be like the NF next tombs. step for NFTs. <laughs> NF tombs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> non fungible <laughs> tombs. At least they'll be used for something then. I'd I love mean, to... they wouldn't though. It'd be like those. It'd be like those. The Olive Garden that you can own on the blockchain, <laughs> and they go to great like lengths to explain that it's not an actual. Like even though it like says like oh that you own the Olive Garden in like like at this address or whatever, you don't actually because it was just it wasn't an official Olive Garden like blockchain thing. It was just something some dipshits made up. Do you know what I mean? Well, you say this, but I think uh, well, no, I think I know that uh, McDonald's a while ago released their first NFTs of the of the rib witch. So you can have, you know, exclusive ownership of a of an NFT, of of a... right. Yeah, no, yeah. Do you want to know the funniest but thing about that? What story, I'm talking about actually. is an actual thing that like some fucking people did, and there's a there's a fact you can like that I've seen passed around online where it's like, ex- patiently explaining that like, no, you actually you own a, an Olive Garden restaurant, like, but at a at a specific location. But only the concept of it in the metaverse. You don't actually own the physical <laughs> restaurant Fantastic. because then they would. Then, like Olive Garden would hire lawyers. Do you know what I mean? If we try to claim that, and it's like one of the questions. One of the questions that, is: what... So I own a picture of an Olive Garden, and they're like, "No, the picture is just purely for representative purposes." Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I don't even own a fucking um, <laughs> a picture of an Olive Garden. It's like I mean that that is what we want to do. We basically want to make like a, a version of IP law that is nevertheless non-intersecting. Uh, I've decided. Do you know what? I've actually. Property. I've decided we're um, we're changing the name of this fucking guy to that thing that uh, that guy called you the other day, Jamie. Oh, <laughs> the, sect- the sectarian dunce yeah. bot supreme <laughs> leader. That's what we're changing. This guy's like head head of state uh, is this NFTs are just a, an attempt when... to monetize concepts of. I mean, they kind of are, but it has led to one fantastic thing. Because you know, you mentioned that Mick Rib fucking yeah. NFT that they did. Do you want to know a really funny oh, story about the, uh, the racial slur, apparently? Yeah, McDonald's have put a racial <laughs> slur on the blockchain from the official McDonald's NFT account while they were testing it and setting it up, and that's just permanently <laughs> inscribed Fantastic. now? McDonald's has done a racism fair, on the, the blockchain I'm, I'm forever and ever. I'm to discover that there's a con- strong connection between NFTs and racism. This is something I could not have seen coming. <laughs> Where's streeting must condemn? <laughs> <laughs> It would be really good if we actually <laughs> and just saw what happened. Um, yeah, so if you're wondering what's next for the nation of Asgardia, I mean, for one, they... No, I can assure you <laughs> well, we are not. They have a problem. Uh, the number of, of, of residents, uh, certainly fee-paying residents, appears to be uh, sharply dropping off and... Sorry, this yeah. is their problem, Rob. <laughs> not the entire concept of the enterprise. And I'm also very sad to report I that... I think the, the enterprise uh... is a few stages off. Like They need to get that platform up there first. <laughs> I'm also very sad oh. to report that the mods uh, of the official Asgardia forums haven't posted since 2019. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I can start an account there right now. Fucking... Let's go. Exactly. Every, every Let's post it. since 2019 is smooth Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mainly a collection of unfortunately very strange people, uh, some of whom keep insisting they should call in Elon Musk for help to make Asgardia a better place, which seems like the kind of crossover we would find ourselves in. If we you need help. to make it a place first. <laughs> 
Asgardia is more a state of mind. <laughs> Cliffy, Cliffy B on the Asgardia forums posting about how it's not paedophilia to find like 14 year old girls hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let, let, let me uh, leave you and, and the nation of Asgardia with a, with a final quote from, from their website. Um, Therefore, Asgardia is a sort of matryoshka made of philosophy, law, and technology. Whatever else, whatever fuck off, whatever else is <laughs> hidden inside is something we will discover in the near future. <laughs> so I've just signed up to the Asgardia forums. <laughs> <laughs> Does it cost ten bucks? Uh, no, it doesn't cost. It doesn't cost anything. So uh, that's their first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle Man incoming. <laughs> Uh, I need to find that picture of small bar. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that's it. That's what I have for you uh, for for this this month or this whatever's mystery box, whatever this is. Tremendous. Welcome to Ashley. Truly a Christmas miracle. <laughs> mm, yes. Everybody's Good God. Okay. Everybody's Christmas really was missing Limpid Opic. I think we're very honest. Um, my ver- my verification email went to the went to the junk box, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's why no one's been posting. The people are dying to get in, but unfortunately, the emails just keep going to the junk folder. Mm. That's it. That's it. Honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's fucking let's just call it here then, shall we? So. Yeah, listeners, um, I hope you have enjoyed the raft of extra content on the Patreon. If you're not on the Patreon, then um, why not spend a fiver that you got from your ma on that? And yeah, uh, we've got loads of content on there. We've got more to come as well. We have a Q&A episode dropping on Boxing Day, so look forward to that on the Patreon. And as well as that Q&A episode... We also have uh, an on-brand and on-theme for the time episode of James Bond films, something that you'll typically fucking find no shortage of. So join us as um, Alistair watches Goldeneye for the first fucking time somehow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then we have another cultural committee to start you off and a premium feed at the start of the year with a look at the Tom Clancy universe. And then we will be back to normal programming as of uh, the 13th with uh, Comics. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what we've got to do. Comics. Yes, Comics. I don't know what that is either. We're not going to explain it. We're just going to let you think it's something to do with cum. (laughs) (laughs) To get you into the holiday spirit. Yes, or to launch you straight back out of it. Anyway, yeah, that's what we've got planned. Um, Thank you all very much for listening thank you all very much for subscribing if you do and thank you very much for doing that if you will and enjoy your christmas and we will see you on the next episode and i will see you on the asgardia forums (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right all right happy holidays or whatever it is you celebrate or don't celebrate yeah yeah happy miserable family time bye 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 Bye. (laughs) Bye. This episode was a fucking Christmas miracle. (laughs) 